0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. My name is Michael Hayes, one of the pastors here at St. John's, and if you're a guest with us this morning, we welcome you, and we hope that uh, the experience is a good one and uh, you experience the love of God for you in Jesus Christ. So once again, it's so good to have our first graders here with us. You guys were singing out loud on that song. I could hear you, especially this right here. I heard you from all the way across, man. Good job, buddy. Good job. Uh, we can give them a round of applause. Good job singing. <clears throat> they're going to be uh, singing their hearts out in just a moment. I just got a short 45-minute message for you uh, to go through. Now, first graders, I, I want you to help me out a little bit. I hear that you've been learning about animals. Is that true? Have you been learning? Oh, yes, you have. Say it out loud. You've been learning a lot about animals. I think that you guys have some animals in your classrooms, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Isn't there like a bunny in one of your classes? Yeah. Uh-huh. What other animals we got? What a buffalo? Is that what you said? Oh a bunny. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you have a I don't think we have permit for a buffalo. Uh I don't you have eggs too? Yeah, we have eggs. Okay, we got quail eggs. Don't we have another type of eggs? We have chicken eggs. Okay, we got quail eggs, we've got duck eggs incubating. Is there another kind of e-? chicken eggs? All right, I like it. So you got eggs that are incubating. You got, you're talking about all sorts of animals. And I was listening to a song. I got to make sure I get this right. I was listening to a song the other day that talks about what all the sounds or noises different animals make. Do you ever do that? Like like make the noises that animals make? Yeah, this song, you may have heard it before, but the first lyrics go like this. And uh, if you have older brothers or sisters, you may have heard them sing it before. But it says, dog goes, what does the dog say? Woof. Right, and then it says cat goes. Meow. Okay, good. Bird, bird goes what? Tweet. Tweet. There we go. All right. Mouse goes. Squeak. squeak. Okay. Cow goes. Moo. All right. Frog goes. Croak. Good job. The elephant goes. Blue. Toot. Yeah, that was a little weird. I don't know about that one. <laughs> the duck. The duck says what? Quack. Quack. And the fish goes. Blue. Blub or blub or something like that. Right. And the seal goes. Ow, ow, ow. Do you know the song that I'm talking about? Then, then after the song goes to this. Hit it, David. Oh, no, 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 no. The first one. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, Uh -oh, uh -oh. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Have you heard that song before? That was right. That was right. All right. Now, wait. Raise your hand if you've heard that song. Okay. Oh, you have heard it before. It's what does the fox say, right? Okay. Um, does anybody know what the fox says? What does it say? Yeah, no one knows, okay? I don't think. No one knows what the fox says. That song came out in like, uh, 2013. I thought it came out like last year, but when you get as old as I am, it all blends together. But you guys were like born in 2013? 11 or 12? Okay. All right, so maybe you're a little bit older than I thought you were. You know that song. It's a crazy, crazy song. It makes you guess, actually, what does the fox say? It makes you all these sort of different guesses, right, in this song. And uh, hit it, David. It kind of sounds like this. Is that it? All right, you guys do know that song. You know that song. They're trying to guess. And there's a whole bunch of other crazy lyrics like that, and they're trying to guess what the fox says, right? But in the end of the day, I don't think they know what the fox says. That song is funny. It's silly. It's goofy. I encourage you to go home with your family this afternoon, turn it on, and just go crazy at home. But we're at church right now, okay? So let's calm down just a little bit. I'm going to talk to your parents for a second, but I really think that it's cool that you're learning about animals, okay? Because there are two animals, some say three, but I say at least two animals that are going to come up in the Bible verses we're going to read in just a moment. So I need you to listen very carefully, okay? I want you to identify the two animals when they come. All right? I'm going to talk to the big kids now for a little bit, but you want you to hear. I want you to listen and identify the two animals that will come up in just a second. So... Big kids, we've been looking at the life of Jesus. On Christmas, Jesus was born, Luke chapter 2, right? He came into the world, and we've been looking at the life of Jesus over the past three months. We've been looking at his miracles. We've been looking at his teachings. We've been looking at his words. We've been looking at his healings. We've been looking at his baptism, his transfiguration. We're seeing what Jesus is doing. And today we encounter Jesus again. We encounter him in the middle of this sort of 10-chapter journey. He's journeying on his way to Jerusalem. He set his face to Jerusalem. He has a goal to get to Jerusalem because it's in Jerusalem where he's going to give himself to protect those that he loves and to shield them from harm. Now, pay attention, first graders. It's coming, okay? You got to pay real close. Luke chapter 13, verse 31 it says this, at that time, this is in the time Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, some Pharisees came to Jesus. Now, the Pharisees, they did not like Jesus, and Jesus confronted the Pharisees with a bunch of hypocrisy. But the Pharisees said, came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. So the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time, they had this tension between Jesus. It's kind of hard to see what's going on here. Some people think that they're actually being nice to Jesus. Some people actually think that they're kind of warning him and they're concerned about his safety. Other people think that they weren't trying, uh, they were trying to get him off track. They weren't concerned about his safety, that they wanted him to get off of his goal of traveling to Jerusalem to do what he had come to do. Some people say that they were trying to frighten him, to scare him, to intimidate him. We don't know for sure, but either way, we know that this warning is made. And they let Jesus know that Herod, who was the ruler of the time, the governor, you might say, of that area, he wanted to hurt Jesus. They let him know that he wanted to kill Jesus. And so while the Pharisees told Jesus to go to leave, most likely to intimidate him a bit, in verse 32, he replies and he says, you guys need to go. You go tell that, can you guys read? Fox, there we go. There it is, that's animal number one. Wait, we just, what does the fox say? Interesting. What does the fox say? Okay. He replied, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and the third day I will reach my goal. There's a fox in the story. What does the fox say? Jesus called Herod a fox. Why did he call Herod a fox? Because the fox in those days were viewed as crafty and sneaky. And they did whatever they wanted to get whatever they wanted. And so Jesus is calling out Herod. He says, you go tell that fox. You go tell that fox, Pharisees, that I'm going to keep on driving out demons. I'm going to keep on healing people. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. Jesus' mission was and is and always will be to heal people, body and soul, physical and spiritual. And he says, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to God's city, and I'm going today, I'm going tomorrow, and the third day, I'm going to reach my goal, the third day. That's kind of, some people think it's literal, but really it's probably more metaphorical. It's a direct reference to Easter. It's a direct reference to the resurrection. It's a direct reference to the fact that Jesus is going to go to the cross, but he's going to rise victorious over the grave on the third day, over death, over the tomb. And he's not afraid to challenge the corrupt government and the corrupt governor of the time. He's not afraid to call Herod a fox. And what did that fox say? He said that he wanted to hurt Jesus. He said that he wanted to kill Jesus. And so it kind of got me thinking, what would you do? What would you do if someone threatened you in that way? If somebody threatened you in that way, would it deter you from your goal? Would you change the direction of your life? Would it influence your thinking and your acting? Would you physically actually get out of town if someone threatened you that way? And at first I thought the answer to that question would be, yeah, for sure, that's what we would do. Any one of us would get out of here right away if someone threatened us like that. But then the more I thought about it, that well, I don't know. I think that most of us would actually start to say, we'd start to think, if I was threatened by a fox like Herod, would I be persuaded by his threat? And after I thought about it a little bit more, I thought, actually, I think it probably depends. It all depends on what our goal is. If my goal was just to go down to Disneyland or something and someone was threatening me there, well, maybe I wouldn't go. But if my goal was bigger and better and far more significant, maybe I would stick to my goal. Now at St. John's, we have some pretty lofty goals here as a church, as a community, as a school. Big goals. And one of those big goals has to do with families, but in particular, it has to do with children. We feel God that has called us to love children, to teach children, to educate children, to protect children, to sacrifice for children, to give so that children can be raised up in God's grace and mercy. And would a threat from a fox like Herod stop us from that goal? I think it's an interesting question. We look at the life of Jesus in this verse. Jesus says, I will reach my goal no matter what you threaten me, Herod, you fox. Verse 33, he continues, and he gives us a little glimpse of what he means by that. He says, in any case, I must press on today and tomorrow, that next day, which is the third day. He says, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. When he says those words, Jesus is indicating that his goal, his goal is so important that he's willing to die for it. Just like he says the prophets long ago who died for their goal. He cries out and he gives, uh, gives us a glimpse of his heart and the heart of the heavenly father. Verse 34 says, Jerusalem. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together, first graders, as a hen. Second animal. As a hen gathers her chicks. You have some baby chicks that are going to be born pretty soon. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Let me read that again. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. A hen. A hen and her chicks. A mom. A mom and her children. A parent. A parent with their kids. And I think we begin to see a unique nuance of God's love for Jerusalem, and not just Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the city of God, the place where God promised to be present, a place where he'd bring his blessing, a place through which he would bless all people. We see a unique nuance of God's love, not only for Jerusalem, but for his people, for his children, for all of God's creation, for all of humanity, the pinnacle of his creation. And the image is striking if you think about it. If you pause long enough on that, I could talk for a long time on that image, but if you really think about it, you think about a hen gathering her children under her wings to keep them warm, to provide for them, to help them feel safe, but not to just help them feel safe, to actually keep them safe, to protect them, to shield them, from the elements, from the cold, from the heat, from the weather, from the rain, from the snow, from the predators that would come. The hen puts its wings out. The hen is willing to lose its wings. It's willing to be put in harm's way. It's willing to die, to protect, to sacrifice, to give its life for her chicks. Do we got any parents in the room? Raise your hand if you're a parent out there. Now, I know that there are some bad parents out there in the world who don't act like a hen who gathers her chicks. Some of you may have experienced that in your own life. But I have a feeling that if you are a parent and you are in the room this morning, and especially if you have one of these little first graders, one of these chicks up here, if a fox like Herod threatened you or threatened your goal to raise these little ones in love and provide for them, you wouldn't think twice about it. You would spread out your wings over these little ones. You'd get hurt for them. You'd endure the elements for them. You would sacrifice for them. You'd give your life for them. Amen? That's right. I know the mama hand in my house, you would give her life for our three little chicks. I know that my mom would do the same for this little skinny little chicken pastor up here. I know that I, as a father, would do that for my children. Good parents would give their lives for their little chicks, for their little ones. And we're flawed people, right? We're broken people. We are selfish people, but we, even we, would sacrifice for them. But God, who is perfect, God, who is creator, God, who is far beyond us, who is not flawed, who is not broken, who is unselfishness incarnate, God, our heavenly parent, spoke through Jesus these powerful words like the prophets of long ago, and says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Now, if we fast forward a few weeks We're going to go to Easter, Luke 24. We'll see it that Jesus finally makes it to Jerusalem and he spreads out his wings, right? He spreads out his wings on the cross. He spreads out his arms for all of humanity, for all of God's children, so that everyone, everyone could gather under the cross, under a sacrifice of love and healing and protection and redemption, And freedom. So, first graders, when you go home and listen to that song today, what does the fox say? It doesn't really matter what the fox says. It matters what the hen says. And the hen says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I long to gather you under my wings.